Welcome to Game Time in the Triangle. I am your host, Trisha Williamson. I'm so pleased today to have Patrick Johnson, our play-by-play oh. announcer. Oh my! He is with us on Friday Night Rivals, and we are so excited to have him here in the studio with us today. Welcome, Patrick. Hey, how are you? I love the studio. Thank you. We both have worked upstairs. Yes. It's a newer studio. Yes. It's interesting. But what people don't know is upstairs is Curtis Media. Right, where they have radio stations and uh, artifacts from the 40s. It's true. Literally. Yes. Literally. Walking into the QDR um, studio is like walking back in time. It's amazing. (laughs) Yes. So I worked at PTF for... If you add up the stints, uh, probably seven and a half years. Okay. That's an old board, and uh, that's been there a bit. Do you think they ever upgraded it since? No, we've no, been they gone? haven't. No, no, it's just the same. I mean, it works. Why not? Well, that's the thing. It works, and so, and I, I'm a little bit like that. I hang on to TVs and stuff that uh, where I've gotten better about getting rid of stuff. I but. don't understand why, but my closets have cords from like a Nokia phone from 2005. Because right. you may need it. Well, I mean, I wouldn't, but right. some other people that I will not name in my household oh, might need, need it. it. <laughs> so I, I was like that too, but then when we moved for the second time in yes. a couple months last spring, I just decided, okay, we're not, uh, I'm going to get, I'm, I'm decluttering my life a little bit. Did it work? It did a little bit. Oh, yeah, good. For the most part, it worked. Now I can't find anything. So that's that's my issue right now. That's the worst. So yes. I'll go out and buy the stuff that I need. And then as I'm still unpacking, I'll find the stuff that well, I was looking for. Keep so. the receipt because buying a new thing is... Oh, this is mutts. I don't do this right oh, away. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I, I, I buy in advance. Love it. Yeah. Well, we um, just had a pretty amazing game on Friday. A barn burner? And I was super excited that you were going to be my guest this week because I was like, I have a million things to ask him about why this game went the way that yeah, it did. Yeah. I honestly thought in the first half, Patrick, that Broughton was like, they got this. Um, what is their, do you remember their, this year? The record? Their record. Thank you. Okay. That was Wakefield's second win. Okay. So they are now uh, two and three. Broughton defeat sent them to two and three also. Oh, okay. So they were pretty evenly right. matched when and they came the, in. And the teams have an open week this week. Okay. Yeah. So they're, wow, that game puts them So pretty... Broughton, they'll have a bad taste in their mouth for an extra week. I was going to say. Yeah. And uh, Wakefield gets to kind of celebrate and calm things down. Yeah. Because that was a big win coming from behind. Right. So, like, I was looking at the halftime score. It was Broughton 17 and Wakefield right. 8. And it was, it was 24-8 at uh, one point. That was, oh, I thought it, oh, you're right. In the third quarter, yeah. didn't it? It was 24-8. And then Wakefield managed to get that last um, touchdown, didn't they? Yeah. Pick six. Okay. So, you say pick six. <laughs> right. Okay. So, I have questions for you because I sure. don't understand all of football. Okay. Um, what the heck is a pick six? So, if you intercept the ball okay. and you score a touchdown, that's called a pick six. Because when you get the touchdown, you get six You get the points. pick and you take it and you get the six. Okay. I, right. It's an interception, you know, and that sort of thing. I've used multiple highlights of you shouting that they got a pick six. Right. And I was like... We've had a couple this year. I should really ask him what a pick six is. And so that's what they did. They intercepted it. It's your six favorite uh, videos or whatever, YouTube videos, and you bundle them together. See, it literally could be anything because I have no idea. You could apply it to anything in life. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. They're going for it on fourth. And it's going to be intercepted, picked off, taken down the sideline, and it will be a pick six for Wakefield. Matthew Stanisek, the DB who started at safety last week, 
intercepts Vogler and takes it to the house to give Wakefield new life. Your offense is going to come back out here for a two-point conversion. Here's Stanisek on the outside. It was an out route, and here he just jumps it, reads it, and then does the rest. Excellent speed going down the sideline. The Wolverines needed a big play from their defense, and they got it from Stanisek. So yeah, so I would, you know, I say this all the time. I don't really watch football, but being in this job, obviously, I do now. Yeah. And I'm starting to understand like them coming back from being that far behind at halftime and then, you know, Broughton got another one. That was a pretty big deal, right? Who would you say was it like the defense that kind of started them on the path to that? Well, comeback? I think the interception that they took back for the touchdown was the sort of turning. It seemed like the game turned after that. Uh, Sonny has given, you know, kind of his thoughts. We talked a little bit about it afterwards about, uh, what he thought and, uh, some things that went and, and you know, I, just, I think the defense played well. And, and I really thought, uh, the Wakefield team looked a little fresher at the end of the, uh, at the end of the game and they made, their quarterback made some great plays. It's the second game we've had this year that had a comeback. Yeah. Yeah. We had Garner come back against Millbrook. Which was, that was an amazing game That as well. was amazing. They were down 15 yeah. and looked discombobulated. I wonder what those coaches are saying at halftime. That's that's <laughs> collecting them back well, and, and getting them. So we still talk about this. Uh, Kendall and Jay and I, when we were on calls yesterday, talked about this. Um, he has the line of all time, the coach, Deron Donald, at, uh, at uh, Garner. He... he you know, there's no I in team. Coaches say that all the time. But yeah. We speak French around here. We. And yes. that was, Sonny and I were cracking up in the booth. That was such a great moment. It's such a good line, right? I'm going to pick it eventually and put it in my show <laughs> uh, that I do. So. It, yeah, it was really good. And I'm pretty sure, like, the defense got a sack as well in the fourth. I think one, maybe two sacks in the, the fourth. This past game? Yeah. Yeah, they, they got game. a couple of uh, sacks on the uh, broad yeah. quarterback. Sure did. Man, they really. Like they really took it to him, didn't they? Yeah, it Our, was it was pretty uh, it was pretty interesting. Um, I, you know, I don't. It's it's places like Broughton, great school, uh, great athletic history. I mean, their football program has won a lot of titles, uh, mainly in the you know first part of last century, but okay. still won a lot of titles. And they just have you know it's a school that's fairly affluent, and and you know there's support there. Mm-hmm. But it's just so hard to win. And uh, I think even at that level, I think sometimes, you know, getting the winning culture going can be, is going to have its bumps in the road. Where Wakefield, I don't think anybody questions the talent they have, but they mm-hmm. have a new coach there, Justin Allred. Sonny and I know him from uh, when we did Rose games way back when, when he was the offensive coordinator. And, you know, he did a wonderful job at Jordan, took him on a great playoff run last year. And so that's the type of thing that might turn a season around for them. They may you know, have a little more confidence as they go into a very tough conference. Yeah, we'll see how it goes for the rest of the season yeah. for them, huh? It'll be interesting to see. Because this is what, I know it's week four for us, but it's week, week five, five for, for them. The, yeah. Right. So okay. we're about halfway through uh, approximately. So a week for them too. What do people do on their bye week? Rest? Yeah, practice? well, generally you practice, but it's a lighter practice. You know, you probably go, I, I don't know what these, you know, their specific practice schedules, but, you know, Monday they're probably not doing anything real, real heavy. Uh, and then Tuesday and Wednesday are generally the heavy days. And then Thursday's kind of a final walkthrough day. So they're probably doing more fundamental stuff, probably a lot of film, mm-hmm. depending on where your season is and that kind of thing. And then you'll just resume back. But they'll give them Friday and the weekend off. And so, like, because the schedule, everybody is going to different 
schools all season long. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a different bye week or? Yeah. yeah. So- it seems like uh, here in Johnston County, in Wake County and Johnston County, there are kind of uniform bye week. Like that weekend, that second weekend after Labor Day and the third weekend are kind of the, uh, in the month, are kind of the uh, bye weeks, it seems like. before People like a little break before they start conference. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so. One more football question. Yeah. What is in conference? Like you play the people in your conference right. versus people not in your conference? Right. Is this a sports podcast? This is the craziest. I yes. know. I'm the host of a sports <laughs> podcast and I'm learning every single week. Um, yeah. So you have the non-conference game, which are usually on two-year uh, contracts, home and home. Okay. So if it's a non-conference game like we had last week, next year, if they're on the second year of the contract, if Broughton would go over there and play at Wakefield. That's how they generally do that. They're two-year contracts for a home-and-home. Home. So, like, Garner, who plays Garner, they always switch back and forth because they, like, Garner always South play. Garner, yeah, yeah, they'll always That's play each other. Though. No, it's not conference. So, yeah, but they, they – that kind of – those rivalries, you continue yeah. like that for sure. And then when you get into conference, the conference has put out a schedule, I think, usually in every two-year rotation or something like that. And those schedules are really weird sometimes. See, this podcast is going to get me. Like, I'm going to start talking. You'll be ready to go. Like, You'll I actually be, know what I'm talking about. Well, you do. Uh, you give yourself you give yourself enough credit, but yeah. Look, Google is my friend when I'm learning That's about all you of these go things. you got to go to, yeah. If I'm going to, you know, I feel like starting this podcast as a person who hasn't grown up, like, with the ins and outs, mm-hmm. I can ask questions that somebody would assume everybody knows. Well, you know, that's interesting you say that because uh, we can't assume, I can't, Jay can't, um, even in my sports shows, I can't. People, like, right now with ECU, I do a lot of ECU-related stuff. They're not off to a very good start. Mm-hmm. Every, why aren't you asking the coaches the hard question? Well, in my – one of my duties is I'm doing the coaches' show. That's a promotional vehicle for the program in the university. It's not an expose. Mm-hmm. The other part is um, on my show, it's a drive-time afternoon sports show, and it's a general audience. Yes, it is niche, but it's. I'm surprised how wide ranging our audience mm-hmm. is. They're not just ECU fans; they're NC State fans, they're UNC fans. So, I mean, there's. So you have to tailor what you're doing to the audience as best you can. Something like this, yeah, there'll be hardcore sports people. Yeah. But th- I think there is also the hope that okay, we'll get people who are parents or maybe don't know a lot about football right. or just are interested in the sports scene. And they want to learn more about, you know, and and so you're asking questions that I think a lot of people want to know, yeah, and have questions about, but maybe aren't germane to, you know, there are germane questions, but they're just scared to maybe ask because they assume, well, everybody should know this. Everybody should know. I mean, my wife uh, still says outlandish things during. I when love we do those watch tweets. Football, yeah. When you say those tweets, things my wife says. Well, yeah. you say other stuff that yeah. your wife says, but we can't say that on this podcast. <laughs> I've missed. I've missed the uh, boat. I should have done a book on that. Well, when you're commentating, you're the play-by-play guy, mm-hmm. and Jay is the color guy. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're the one calling what's actually happening, and he does what background and stuff, right? Like, he explains why it happened. Okay. Or didn't happen. So do you do you think about like, well, I suppose it's all kind of in the moment when you're mm-hmm. talking about it, but. Um, are you who is like your core audience do you think when you're on like Friday Night Rivals well it's over the air television uh so it's broadcast television so it's it could be anybody it's parents it's alumni it's 
you know, folks who are looking for something to watch mm-hmm. on Friday night, you, people flip. Yeah. Even, even in this age of cutting the cord, people still flip. So you'll see people, I'm, I'm, I don't know this for sure, I'm just guessing, you know, there's people who, because I mean, sometimes I'll get people who send me a message or slide into my DMs and tell me that, uh, hey, I saw you on this or I saw, where if I do something for ESPN Plus, mm-hmm. while that's a also a national product, it still is because you have to go to the app and you have to pay for the app and you have to seek it out. You're committed to watching that game. Mm-hmm. So you better be a little more insider where this, you're very general. Yeah. You might have insight. And so it's the telling the story. It's really, I'm more of a story person uh, and always have been. And so I'm more interested in the stories in the games and behind the games and, and leading up. My favorite part of the week is getting ready. Like all of the research that right. you have to do. That's my favorite. To putting it together. That's my yeah. favorite part of the week. And I, that's probably why I draw it out. It's not my procrastination. No, no, no. But, um, you know, so like the game, and I enjoy doing the game, don't get me wrong, but just putting together the story is always the fun thing for me. Well, things like, you know, this year Wakefield having a new coach. That's right. kind of, you know, you can put that into perspective of how they're doing and what he might be doing that's different than, mm-hmm. say, last year. Um, so yeah, that's really cool. I enjoy the, um, like the, I didn't think that I would, but at least for this podcast, mm-hmm. the, like doing a sheet of your life and what you do and the research. Yeah. Like yeah. what can I talk to you about and things like that? I Googled you. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many Patrick Johnson's there are? Patrick? Too many. There are so many. There's um, only really one, but there's too many other ones. They wanted me to look at Patrick Johnson, the football player. Apparently yeah. there's a football player, right. but yeah. yeah. So I'm sure you got this and maybe even did it. I never have used an air name. I've always used my name. I've been asked two or three times about an air name. Uh, when I was first starting a radio, I was suggested air names. I didn't take any of them. Um, these are all music people suggesting because mm-hmm. music people generally. They do it all the time, write. yeah. Uh, and then when I went to Orlando to work at WDBO, they asked me, Did you, do you want to change your name? And I said, well, no, my mom's not going to know who it is if I change. Because that's the only person who cares you're on the air yeah. is your mom. Nobody else cares you're on the air. It's your mom that cares you're on the air. That's it. And then uh, I think, I don't know about here. It seemed like one other place they asked me, mm-hmm. did I want to change my name? And the answer was no. I did when I started in radio overnights. I was told that a lot of people call the radio station and maybe Yeah, you that's should. probably a good idea because Maybe you should. So I was Nikki when I first right. started upstairs. Okay. And then I hated I it. See, you seem like a Nikki. Well, my middle name is Nicole. Okay. So that's where it came from. But I hated it and I yeah. eventually by the end I was Trisha again. So Well that's you. Blackburn will pitch back to Merck. He'll throw downfield and it will be intercepted. Taken by the Capitals. Andrew Monday on a Friday with the pick. So you were mentioning ESPN and you mm-hmm. mentioned your radio show mm-hmm. and like Patrick, you're everywhere, aren't mm-hmm. you? What yeah. is the, the, you said your radio show is ECU specific? Yeah, well, yeah, at its core, but you know, we do talk about other sports. What is it on? What radio station? Uh, it's on in Greenville. Okay. On 94.3 The Game. Uh, 94.3thegame.com and then we've got an app, an IBX media app. You go nice. to Google Play or App Store and Type in IBX Media and boom. And uh, so you can listen there. Um, I'm on in the mornings there with that same company on their talk properties. Uh, so we're on 
all over the eastern part of the state with that. I'm on the morning show, which I did before I came to Raleigh the first time. But you've always, has broadcasting been your um, like main job in your adult life, or mm-hmm. how did you start that? So I started when I was 17. Nice. Yeah. Um, I know I don't look it. Clean living and perseverance. That's what it is. Um, the, so uh, we, we had back home in Kinston where I grew up a channel that would come out in, like an access channel and mm-hmm. shoot games, and they'd replay them the next week. And so I went to a place called Parrot Academy, and we got our football game on, and we gathered at the headmaster, which is like the principal, the headmaster's house, because he had kids my age, and we watched the, uh, the game playback, like on a Tuesday night or something. And I wasn't going to play basketball. I know. Shocking. I had skills, but I just wasn't going to play varsity basketball. Okay. I, knew my, I knew my limit. I was a triathlete in high school. I tried. But it was not very good. I, I was not very good. You say that, but I was so happy to be on JP Soccer. Yeah. I did not care. Like, <laughs> I just get to play, and that's right. all I want to do. Right, yeah. yeah. So uh, I just was joking and said, I want to, when, when they come and shoot a basketball game, I want to be on the commentary team. I had no idea what. So I get called to the principal's office in January. Not an uncommon, or the headmaster's office in January. Not an uncommon occurrence. And he's, I'm, I'm, what have I done now is what I'm thinking. He says, they're coming out here. The TV is coming out here to shoot our game Friday against Carvance Academy. And they're going to have you on the broadcast. I didn't know what they were going to have me on. Well, so there's these two guys, a guy named Wally Poole, a guy named Robert Bryant, a guy named Ken Knapp, who uh, I worked with a lot over the years, uh, put me on in the, I was the third mic on the broadcast for basketball. Scared to death. Didn't know anything. Yeah. Still don't. But I didn't know anything for sure. And so I don't say anything. And then a guy who was kind of my high school nemesis made a shot at the end of the first quarter. And I said, he's terrible. No, I I said, (laughs) I said, uh, that was a good shot. by so. And then from that point on, I couldn't shut up. I just talked the whole time. I worked with them on the, when they would come out to do the games at my high school. And then I would go and do junior college games with them. Those were the two games that I was was on with them. It ended up being a few games. And I got into radio, um, worked in Jacksonville for a station called the Big 910. North Carolina or Florida? Uh, North Carolina. Okay. So I'd go from Kinston to Jacksonville, and then when I was in college my first year, Greenville to Jacksonville, and do football games. So the first football game I'm doing, I'm, I'm actually doing the play-by-play. I'm very excited about this, obviously. I don't have a clue no clue so i show up to the station it's like in a strip mall that's abandoned it's but it and our our uh board op yeah because they had carts it was i mean this is how you know this is the 90s but they still had carts yeah our board op was was blind okay but he was like the best board op because he had to listen so he it, uh, those broadcasts were flawless the guy was really great so i go and i do these games and i show up to my very first game and they've had the newspaper fax over stats. You know what a fax is? I know. I'm 40. Okay. Yes, I know what a fax is. Well, look at is. you giving your age. <laughs> so it's on that waxy paper. It's smudgy. They hand me that. It's barely legible because it's so small. That makes sense, yeah. All right. So we go to the stadium. we got a 30-minute pregame. A 30-minute pregame. Yeah. What in the world? What are you going to talk about? Right. We did do interviews. Or the guy did the interviews. I 
So that I'm the play-by-play, the guy's the analyst. Typically in a situation like that, the play-by-play leads and the analyst fills and you go through your pregame. And yeah. He said, I really haven't studied for this game. I'm going to get you to thinking I had studied for this game. I mean, I had nothing. I have rosters. I didn't have anything. So he asked me about this running back. Heck if I knew. So I said, yeah, he's a good running back. And then we went to the interview. It was a disaster. <laughs> but I was hooked. So I learned preparation. There was a guy named Terry Sasiski, God rest his soul, who was at VCU. Mm-hmm. He had this weird preparation he'd do for his sports, basketball and baseball. It was unlegible. But he knew what it was. And he said, you always want to overprepare. Bob Harris told me the same thing. Always, If you use – Bob said twenty more than 20% of your stuff for your broadcast – you're using too much. I don't quite agree with that, but I, but point taken. Yeah. So you always do, you know, the preparation stuff to make sure you're ready. It dry, now, could I go off the street and go do a game if I had to? Like if I called in the last minute? Sure, because I've done it so long I could figure it out. You might just not have, what, the flare. Well, yeah. Thing. Well, I could fake the flare. flare. Yeah. I could fake the flare. But, um, but you'd rather be to be more comfortable, you know, spend time getting ready, talking to coaches, talking to players, talking to other people, that kind of thing. But the funny thing about the job at Jacksonville is the guy I was working with that was the analyst who dumped it on me um, totally, like, shafted me on the money. So a guy named Jim Irvin paid me out of his pocket, and that's what kept me going. Because I probably would have quit. Yeah. If Jim hadn't, like, brought out the wad of money and handed me <laughs> more of it than he should have. Here you go, man. Yeah. Great guy. So I had, a, you know, a lot of help from people along the way, and people I still talk to. And... um it's pretty good, and you know I enjoy doing it. I it's I, I tell people all the time, if you can't convey what's at stake or why this is important, the viewer is not going to be invested in it, or the listener is not going to be invested in it. Well, you do radio and TV, so I assume that you, um, you're well versed in painting the picture, even yeah. though some of it is on TV. Like right, I mean, yeah. I, I probably could be better at that, but there's two, there's two very unique and different styles. Yes, definitely. So, yeah, having done both, it's I prefer audio actually. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I was wondering why this everybody's podcast is on video. It's true. And I'm sure eventually they'll make me do video, but for now For now. They're letting me learn this because I'm you well, know Well, it's like you've been it's old hat for you, it seems like. Well, okay, so I started video yearbook in high school and I've done radio for a couple of years, like part time, and then they hired me here. And I like the fact that it's not live. When I when I was yeah. doing live radio, I was nervous every day because like really? they're hearing me right now. That's scary. So but I'm probably more nervous about this than I would be if I were doing really a broadcast. Yeah. Huh? Are you gonna go home tonight and be like, oh no, and did cry? I say yes. that? I'm no. A ball. <laughs> oh no, did I say that? No, because <laughs> I, you know, I'm very in the moment. On to the next thing. A yeah. lot of broadcasters can recollect things and tell you that I'm just not programmed or wired like that. And so a lot of broadcasters keep stuff. So my chart for the game we just did, the guy wanted to take a picture of his kid's name in the offensive line. I said, here, you can tab it. I don't need it anymore. You oh, can take nice. it. So I gave it to him. You don't have files. I of said, Sonny will sign it for you if you'd like. Nice. Well, okay. So Jay Sonny. Sonny Sunholder. Man. Jay Sunholder. He's, I love how you call him Sonny when you're like. That's an old ECU name. Is that how you guys met? Through? No. Um, well, yeah. Yes and no. So. In 07, 08, he could maybe tell you. So Jay and I have worked together for 15 years, mm-hmm. and we're, we're real-life friends. And we, in fact, I was talking to him on the way over here. He called me to irritate me, and he does. The 
so uh, we, um, I, I was doing the pregame show, which I still do for ECU uh, locally. And we always had like a rotating cast of people coming through as the analyst because it's not a fun job. You have to be there hours before the game. You have to do the show and then you don't make anything. And mm. so, I mean, it's, you know, I, I, it's a tough, you have to really want to do it. Like anything in this business, sure. you almost really have to kind of want to do it. And so we had a guy, great guy, nice guy, offensive lineman. I can remember his name, but I'm not going to say it. He was not exactly, uh, as you would say, bubbling with personality. Okay. And we it was fine, but when we the team would go on the road, it was actually harder than when they were at home because at home we had all our full complement of contributors. When they would go on the road, it was just me and this other guy. <laughs> and so, you know, we had other features and segments and sound bites and calls, but, you know, and so... He was a very new at it. Didn't really, I think, have a passion for it. He was just kind of doing it. And about three f- weeks into the season, the guy, Hank Hinton and Henry Hinton, who we both Sonny and I worked for down there and I still work for now with IBX, Hank came to me and said, we're going to um, bring another player on, ex-player on. I said, okay. It was Jay. Fun. He was awesome from the start. I left later that year to come up here, or the, before the next season to come up here. And he stayed on and did post game and pre game with them down there. And then I took a year off from that since I was up here concentrating on my news radio mm-hmm. career and quickly realized I needed to go back and do sports because it's just, I enjoyed it. Sports and news, two different animals, huh? Yeah, totally. I still enjoy news. I still do news in the morning for a bunch of stations across the country. So I get up very early, which is good. Got to monetize every second of the day, Tricia. That's the key. Really? Monetize every second of the day. Okay, yes. agree to disagree on that one. Yes. Girl needs a nap. Well, no, I'll get a nap. I'm taking one today for sure. So um, so, so Sonny and I kind of, you know, I, I, when I came back, he and I, we got. A, I think we were doing the pre and post at that point. So those were long days. So, I mean, you're around the same person, especially when you're on the road all the time. You're, so you get to know people. And we just kind of hit it off. I mean, there's an age difference in our uh, ages. And uh, then he somehow got involved with Time Warner doing the, the high school games. And well, no, let me back up. They came to us and wanted uh, – we, we went to Cardinal Gibbons to talk to them about doing their games. Jay and I did. And it didn't work out. And we were like, oh, well. And then – they asked us down east to do Rose High games on radio. And I only, you know, it's not going to be like a crackly microphone AM sounding. Bro- I, I gotta, it's got to be big because mm-hmm. I'm involved. We had a producer. We had spotters. I made sure we had, you know, producer back in the studio who was part of So Jay and I would do the games. It was great. We had a lot of listeners. Somewhere in there is when Jay got involved with Time Warner. Okay. So he'd miss a few games. And he'd go do Time Warner um, when they had the rights to sort of do the game of the week of the championship rights predating Sinclair. Yeah. And he somehow conned them into letting me do that. They were resistant. And they brought me in, and I did a game for them without Sonny. And and I ended up doing championships for them and probably was in line to do a lot more stuff before they sold to Charter and became Spectrum. So the – 
you all get the rights here the next year, and Sonny matriculated over from Time Warner, and eventually two or three years into that, he had beaten everybody down enough here to let me be on. I filled in a couple times, and so now I do part of the season, and uh, it all works out. And, I mean, even though it's part of the season, they're still my broadcast. I claim them as mine, and I want them to be of the best level possible. Um, but Jay and I also have done baseball for East Carolina. We've done softball together. We've done basketball together, college, and uh, the high school hoops here. So we've done a lot of stuff together. We've worked together. He and I have done state championships when Time Warner had it. That's how in he got me. So – I feel like I helped him start his career, and then he's, you know, brought me along for the ride and some of this other stuff. And now he does ESPN, like real ESPN stuff out of Bristol. They assign him stuff and that kind of thing. So I really should follow more sports. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, he's so rich. It's just, it's amazing how much money he has. So, uh, and I told his dad uh, a few. His dad once asked me, you know, do you think Jay could do this? And I did. I believe it. I said, yeah, Jay could would be good enough to do this. Jay, Sonny would be on major, major, major game because ESPN loves somebody who played in the pros, even mm-hmm. if it was a cup of coffee. If you played in the NFL, they're going to put you on. Yeah. And Sonny, as much as we love him, was a tight end that was seldom used in college, although he did have a touchdown catch against NC State in Carter Finley for the Pirates. He never lets me forget that. And so he... If he'd got, he'd tried out a couple times for the NFL. If he'd right. if he'd stuck to a team, he'd probably be. But he's starting to get more higher pro. He does Big Twelve stuff and stuff for the American. And you know the, the fact they call him back, they kind of tried him out. And the fact that they call him back is is a good sign. So I think he'll end up getting more and more of that if he if he wants to. But he loves Friday Night Rivals. I mean, you can tell. Like he was our first episode, and you can tell that he has a really big passion for what he does, and he's on like first name basis with. I think every coach that we talk to in the entire thing. Well, he's we? the face of the whole uh, thing. Yeah. If you think about it. And like, I am not on the sidelines this year. I'm at, um, on a computer because we're doing more highlights this year. And I feel like the big silver lining for me not being at the games mm-hmm. is that I get to listen to the games and I get to actually well, listen to you two. You're starved for entertainment. Yeah. You two have a rapport that is really, you can tell your friends. Right. Well, unless Sonny screws up, we usually do the beginning in one take because we've just worked together for so long. Yeah. I'm on the um, I'm on that broadcast, by the way. I hear you guys do that every year. Oh, do you? Yeah, every week I get to, like, because I'm the one who's putting the feed onto Facebook. Oh, okay. So I hear all of your guys' you know, pregame Generally, stuff. that's, oh, the, the, our, our, tra- our chatting back and forth. Yep. Oh, that's going over Facebook Live? We probably need to quit <laughs> oh, saying that. No, 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 no. Oh. I, don't, I don't hit Facebook Live oh, until okay. the actual okay. game starts. So you hear the conversations that we had. And the... <laughs> It, we talk about weird stuff, don't yeah, we? Yeah, but yeah, I don't put it on until the okay. actual game starts. Thank God. So, so don't worry. Merck on first down, throws it towards the end zone. Caught! Is it a touchdown? Yes, it is! Jack McKenzie, who came up with the big grab on first down, now gets the NC assist. Touchdown! I have enjoyed quite a bit listening to you all. Um, and earlier today, I was asking you about the pick six because you've said it multiple right. times. And I was mm-hmm. like, I have no idea. So I have more questions. Okay, yeah. Okay, why are so many timeouts taken at the end of the game? Because you're trying to win the game and they're saving their timeouts for key situations. What does a timeout do to help you win the game? Might allow you to set up a play. 
Okay. It might allow you to set up your defense. It might allow you to stop the other team's momentum. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Why aren't two-point conversions used more? Hard to get. I've seen them a couple of times in the last yeah, couple of Yeah, but though. they're generally hard to get. And there's it's another snap of really hard contact. If somebody is going for a two-point conversion, does the defense know that that's happening and they know to yeah, block for it? Yeah, because they're lined – unless they run it out of the kick formation, which sometimes they'll run a, chick, a trick play out of that. So, like, they'll bring out the punter. Right, like or they'll bring gonna... out the kicker, and okay. then maybe the holder gets it and throws it to somebody. Who... But generally, if you're lined up to go for two, it's offense versus defense. Okay, so mm-hmm. they know that it's happening. Yeah. They... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're never going to be lined up to go for two and then kick it. I've never seen that before in my life. Okay. But All you right. could be lined up to kick it and decide you're going to go for two with a something uh, of a trick play. Last week, one of the teams got a safety. Yeah. What the heck is a safety? It's a tackle in the end zone against the offensive team, and it results in two points. The first points I ever scored as a varsity football player were a safety. So I might have been as a football player, period, but I think it was varsity football player. Okay, so like you... No football player. You've pushed the defense... Glory days. Let me recall my glory <laughs> days here, Tricia. So when you get a safety, you will have pushed... The defense back far enough that you're close to your the, the end offense. Zone? Yeah, the offense is back where they're starting generally in their own end zone. Okay. And your defense gets back there and gets a hold. Like the the safety this past week, the Broughton ball carrier fumbled it. Okay. Picked it up. Otherwise, he probably would have been able to at least get out of the end zone for forward progress. But the fact that he dropped it and had to regain it when it was bouncing up to him probably allowed the defense to because the defense is coming in that situation. Yeah. Same thing if you're punting from your end zone. You know they're coming to block the punt. Safety is two points? Safety is two points. Nice. Field goal is three. That's, that's like Extra you, points, one. You're kicking because you're about to get a fourth down, and you kick it, right? Or something Well, else. if you line up to kick it, and it's not an extra point, that's the field goal. Okay. Yeah. So much to learn. Thank you There's, for telling. It's, it's complicated, isn't it? It is. Okay, I followed football in high school when I was doing video yearbook uh-huh. and the people what is who, video yearbook I keep, keep saying this yeah it's a class where we went out and we filmed all of the sports and all of the um like events and okay. like the clubs and you know how like there's a page on a yearbook for yeah. you know whatever club we went out and like filmed them and did like okay. you know but you did it was on a website no oh god no I graduated in 01 we were still on VHS tapes and we edited it all together as like a year in review. And, and like presented it at like the graduation or the end of the year. We did do a viewing, but we sold it just like. Oh, okay. Yeah, just oh, like a yeah, yearbook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I we see sold what you're it. saying. Yeah. So I would go to, you know, a did you football get any, game. Did you get a takeoff of it or what? Did no, that was, little, no, that was my class. Was I something thought, off the top? All no, that work? It all went back to. Um, well, well, yeah, the school. The yeah. school. Well, yeah. the drama department, really, ah, is, is who so did it. So it was to benefit the drama department. Yeah. That's I was, cool. I was the lead editor by the time I finished. Was that right? Yeah. Yeah. So you were having to edit the videos with the old editing. With the old oh, VCRs. Yeah. One VCR to another is yeah. what we did. Yeah. I could, if I had been a better editor, I probably would be killer now because, but I, I just wasn't very comfortable using all that old video and. Apex Carry, I. I I was I will still say it's the best robber in Wake County. I'm, I'm gonna still say it's one of the best robbers in the state of North Carolina. We're gonna beat him this year. I'd say it's pretty personal. We lost to Apex last year, but we're gonna get him this year. Well, Coach Wolf, you've been a part of the Cary rivalry for so many seasons. What does it mean to you to go against the Imps? Well, it's it's a tremendous rivalry, and it's one of those rivalries that's good for high school football. 
next week. So everybody's been talking about Apex and Carrie like yep. all year. Um, because they're a fairly historic rivalry, right? Like they've been dates back to nineteen twenty five. My goodness. Yeah. Well, when we were doing our preview show, they were talking like this is the game that they were looking forward to quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. Um are they equally matched this year? Do you think it'll be like a pretty good one? Uh I think the rivalry part of it will be you know a big drawing point um i've it's been a tough year for carrie okay but their losses have been close they've they've yet to notch one in the win column let's just say oh okay yeah but they have a kid that just signed with unc uh, committed to unc i should say didn't sign and so that is you know a pretty big deal um and the kid's uh, very talented. I'm looking him up here. Sonny sent me this. Where is it, Sonny? What have you sent me? Trey Blue. Okay. I was doing some stuff today, too, early this morning to kind of get ready for it, and they, both lines are massive. Huge. This is big boy football in that regard. Of course, they play in a really tough conference, but they're massive uh, up front, like six Four and five and 250, 270, 280 does, pounds. That does crazy. not compute for me. They're big. They're big yeah. and they're tall. No, no, and big. I just they're mean linemen. like high school kids being yeah, that no, tall. Yeah, it's it, crazy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, so that's that's the kind of the, the carry perspective. What a, uh, You know, and if they win this game, doesn't matter how they finish because they would have beaten their rival. Mm-hmm. And they had a game a couple of years. They were down 22 to nothing in 2021 and came back and ended up winning, scoring 54 points to carry. So. You never know what can happen. Apex, you know, they had some lean years, but they got Coach uh, Mazurka now, Coach okay. Mo, John Mazurka. Great guy. Uh, they do a lot of service-related stuff in the community. Uh, awesome guy from California. He's got a great quarterback. Uh, got some great players, but Chase uh, Klingman's his quarterback, and he's healthy now. And he was third-team All-State last year. So he's also going to UNC Asheville as a baseball commit. So Oh, nice. Yeah, so I think it, they've only lost one game, and that was the game Klingman got hurt. Oh, okay, okay. So um, I think that they, they're they feeling pretty confident going They'll in. have a strong showing, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, like, you can't really, like, put a price on the adrenaline that people get when they're, well, like, it's, it's a, a big stakes game, right? Yeah, yeah you like, just don't know what's going to – I mean, did, you, did we think those two games where the other team came back – because neither Wakefield or Garner at the time they were down by a lot looked really good. Right. But they something happened. Yeah. Teach us not to, you know, pick the winner before it actually yeah, is over, right? Exactly. So I'm looking forward to it quite a bit. That Apex Carry game is this Friday at 7. Yes. You'll be there yep. with Jay. Uh, you can watch it live on my RDC. And let me give a shout out to the crew because they're awesome. Uh, Val and Paul and you and uh, John and everybody. I'm real thankful that you all allow me to do this and uh but everybody else in the crew joe directs and, and all the other crew members that kyle puts together are all awesome i mean it's a first rate when we do the time warner thing there was always something wrong with the broad something was wrong. either major or minor was wrong there was always a, and this thing runs flawlessly it's a, it's pretty amazing it's big time i've been enjoying um watching the behind the scenes like yeah. i was saying i can hear you guys like i yeah. can hear what they're doing when they're setting it up Never knew that much work went into right. it. But I'm a calming can... influence on Joe, I think. Joe smellowed. But you can see the, like how good the product is. Oh, yeah. And now that I see how much work that they put into it, it's yeah. clear that, uh, you know, they're working hard. And uh, shout out to Kendall Smith, who will be our sideline reporter. She's only 23. She's fantastic. I have socks that old. And she is 
uh, really good and has a really big future. She's going to be, you know, you think about it. Erin was on TV with us. She's now with Killing the Saints yep. in New Orleans. Marilyn Payne was on with us, and now she's on ACC Network and ESPN. I think uh, I think Kendall's bound for big things. Something I noticed because Faith, I think Faith's Faith done is, some yeah. WNBA games, and I think Faith's got. She's done some stuff. She's going to be doing some stuff for the SEC softball this year too. So I feel like when you're doing something like commentating or sideline or you know the reporting that you're doing, if you have a voice that people know, right, it's going to like be your signature. And Kendall, I can tell, like her voice is it's good, right? It's a little deeper. It's a little like there's something about it. I'm just like you're awesome. She does baseball and hockey. So, I mean, she's really a kind and so young. And I, like I said, she's got a big future. And she's got to present that handsome trophy there. Right. Afterwards. It's heavier than it looks. It's heavier it? than it looks. And you got all those guys around you and they're jumping around. Yeah. It's it's chaos. I feel like I should do some kind of like montage of our poor sideline reporters needing yeah. to like escape all of the kids who are so well, excited. Well, Sonny used they... to do it, but Sonny would jump around there with him before he hurt his legs. So. <laughs> I love it. I love like working with you guys. It's so fun to like, especially having you in here so we can just reminisce and talk and, and like, yeah. you know, love our show. It's, it's really good. No, it's a high level production. And, um, yeah. So, I mean, it, we try to treat it as such. I do at least. And Jay does too. Jay puts a lot of time into it. Well, Patrick, thank you so Is much. Is this for, over? Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. I've bored everyone to tears. You did not. And you know what? There's going to be like some clips cut in of you being awesome. So Is that right? Yeah. I'm an editor, remember? Ah, that's right. You're going to cut all this out, aren't you? No, this is... I'm not. But thank you for having me. This was fun. It flew by. It's so nice catching a good up with time. a friend. We're just catching up and talking ball. Thank you, Patrick, really. Yeah, thank I you. I appreciate it. It was fun. <laughs>